listening to Syracuse University GradCast. Today I'm joined by Susanna Harris. Susanna recently finished a PhD in microbiology and immunology at UNC Chapel Hill and is the founder of PhD Balance. Uh, we're really excited to have her coming, well, virtually coming to Syracuse University. She'll be doing uh, two sessions with us, uh, Together Alone, The Untold Stories of Mental Illness in Graduate School, and Building Community in Academia. These are topics that seem even more relevant than they were pro- when they were probably uh, created. And so uh, we're, we're happy to, to have her to tell us a little bit about herself, about PhD balance, and about our session. So welcome, Susanna. Thanks so much, Dan. It is, uh, it's really cool to, in quotes, be here. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I think we, we started talking about this, what, in February or something? And wow, the world has changed. Yeah, there's a, a something about alone that has changed <laughs> and together. Um, so maybe we can start off with your own story. You, you've finished a PhD not too long ago. And so how did all this get started? Yeah, so I started my PhD in microbiology and immunology back in uh, 2014, which is a while ago now. It took me about five and a half years to get the PhD. Um, And PhD Balance, um, it actually started as a group called PH Depression on Instagram. The backstory of that is that in my third year of graduate school, I struggled really, really hard. I was already dealing with some personal issues. I had a history of mental health issues. Uh, And then on top of this, I failed a really crucial exam. And all of this together sort of created this perfect storm uh, where I got into a really, really dark and low depressive episode. Um, And I eventually got out of it partially due because I I had a good community around me. I had a therapist and was probably just going to kind of walk on from there. It was going to be something that I had personally dealt with and, and would inform my life. But then that next year, uh, in, in February of, what was that, 2018? Uh, February of 2018, this really interesting article came out in Nature Biotech showing that about, um, you know, like, more than one in six graduate students, maybe close to 20 to 40% of graduate students were dealing with anxiety or depression. And I saw this figure and just felt like, I wish I had known that when I was going through my own really difficult time. And it inspired me to think about why I didn't reach out to others for help at that time. And it was really that I had this idea of what depression looked like. I had this idea that a successful graduate student wouldn't have depression. Uh, And so I wanted to kind of highlight that dichotomy of these faces that we show to the world, to other academics, and then the stories that we might actually be facing. Uh, and, And it started just as an Instagram page and it's since grown to a bunch of different platforms. And, um, yeah, I'm just really thankful for the folks that are supporting it now. It's so interesting. I, I, I think I read the same article back in the day mm-hmm. and thought these numbers seem very conservative. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, I think these are all parts of, of academia that we normalize mm-hmm. and internalize and the process of, of taking your, your qualifying exam or your, your comps exam is, you know, this kind of um, accepted and even taken for granted process of going through an incredibly strenuous experience, not to mention the rest of it. And the, the expectation is that that's just built in and what you do and how it works. And the faculty who put you through that went through it too. So it's okay for you to do that. Um, but yeah, these are, these are things that are a really big deal that 
we're only now really over the past few years beginning to think about as something that requires a little bit of attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, one of the things that really stuck out to me is that during that time, uh, a lot of folks who saw me struggling um, and, and who didn't know the situation, I think just assumed fairly so that I was struggling because of that exam. Um, and I think in some ways that the exam and the, the stress and the fear around that sort of masked the real situation where um, I, I probably would have been struggling at that time anyway. Uh, and the fact that we look at signs of serious depression and anxiety as just sort of part of the experience, I, I think that's a pretty big red flag. Absolutely. And the idea that what you were going through, if it was attributable to an exam, mm-hmm. was was just sort of par for the course or the cost of doing business is itself mm-hmm. a pretty problematic thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're doing two sessions with us. I, I said them before, but I'll say them again. Together Alone, The Untold Stories of Mental Illness in Graduate School, and Building Community in Academia. Can you tell us about these sessions and, and what they'll be like now that they're going to be Zoom? I think you'll, you'll be able to do these uh, from the comfort of your own home as with all the other things that we're doing these days. Yeah, it's a, it's been a transition process, but um, I found that these are, are still useful to folks based on the feedback that I've gotten. So this first one, Together Alone, The Untold Stories of Mental Illness in Graduate School, that was sort of the, the flagship talk uh, of a lot of the things that I started speaking out about. And the the title Together Alone is really this idea that, you know, in a conference of 400 people, we are literally surrounded by folks. Um, Or even if we're not physically with people, we all belong to departments. We are all even just surrounded on the internet. We are interfacing with people all the time. Uh, And even with that, even though we are technically together, it's really normal to feel alone in these situations. It's normal to feel like we are somehow unfit for these situations. And those statistics that I mentioned earlier, even if it was as low as 25% of folks dealing with depression or anxiety at any given time, that 400 person conference or department would have about 100 people who were dealing with that. And this idea that we feel alone often because these stories are not told. Uh, Everyone is carrying these stories and based on those odds, either someone has it or someone very close to them has a story about dealing with mental illness. And this is just, this, this talk specifically is focused on highlighting some stories. Um, I talk a little bit more in depth about my own. I talk about some of those that have been shared through the PhD Balance pages, uh, but really talk about the importance of sharing these stories and why we need to use them to break the stigma rather than just putting out those numbers. Because, you know, we all want to think because we're scientifically minded, because we focus on research that statistics and big numbers are really going to get us going. But the truth is, especially if you're someone struggling, it's so much more valuable to look around you and see other people that you can rely on. Yeah. The, the idea that disembodied statistics are, are sufficient is, is problematic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That sounds great. What about building community in academia? It seems sort of like the antidote to the, the other, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So the the building the community, and I think this one is is definitely even more important now because communities can kind of be built passively the same way as you think about who were your friends in college. And a lot of times it's the people who shared a, a dorm space with you or were in the same classes. 
you know, proximity we get to see in each other, what we can relate to. It's this seeing in each other how we relate. It's finding common interests, common struggles, common experiences that allow us to lean on people, to feel comfortable asking them questions, to feel comfortable bringing them into our lives when we are going through something that is difficult. And especially now when we're not forced to have those interactions. I mean, I think back and think about some of the more important interactions that happened for me in terms of friends in graduate school. And it was usually during times where I might not have wanted someone to see me, or it might've been a time where I would have preferred to just be home alone, dealing with it myself, but I had been at work and someone said, Hey, are you doing okay? Do you want to grab a coffee? So now that onus is on us to build that community. And this talk specifically we do talk about um, how to do that, you know, actionable items to build community in small steps. Uh, this is not, you need to go out tomorrow and suddenly have seven Zoom calls a week with a bunch of people and be networking, but rather little actionable things you can do every day uh, to just kind of promote the support that you need, but also that other people need. And so there's also discussion about why community is important and why your involvement in a community is actually not just about you, but your involvement, your vulnerability, your willingness to connect with others is actually really supporting the people around you. That's, that's terrific. Um, so in, in addition to these workshops, you also run PhD Balance. And I was wondering if there are ways for Syracuse University grad, uh, grad students to um, take advantage of this or, or learn more about it and, and you know, continue to, to develop these kinds of understandings and skills. Yeah, so the the mission statement of PhD Balance is that we create spaces for graduate students to learn from shared experiences. And there's a couple of things packed into there. Um, one is, is this learning aspect, similar to the reasons we do these talks is to share the information that we have collected uh, and that we have put together, but also we want to make sure that these sorts of resources are available in a bunch of different formats. So we've started curating resources on our website. You can find us at www.phdbalance.com. Um, really though, where we started and, and where my passion is, is that community, is finding those connections, people that understand you, people who you can reach out to uh, through online medium. And so we use Instagram and Twitter to talk about these things, you can use those pages to either hear other people's stories. You can go in and look and read a bunch of folks' stories. They're also up on the website. We do some question bonanza Wednesdays where uh, we allow people to write in anonymous questions and we get a bunch of answers from our community. And a new thing that we've started is uh, a Discord channel, which is basically like a fancy Slack channel where we have a whole bunch of different sections where you can go in and ask questions based on topic, find others to have communication with. So I would encourage students, if you're feeling like you're interested in finding others who might be going through the same situation, whether it's your year in grad school, your topic, a specific kind of challenge you're going through, to check out these different platforms and see, are there people talking about the things that you're interested in and are there ways that you uh, might learn from others or if there are ways that you might be able to share with others, might be the person who can give some of these answers, might even be someone who's willing to share your own story with us. This is one of my favorite questions to ask everybody, and I can't resist asking it of you. Also, um, as somebody who just finished a PhD and 
as, as somebody with your kind of perspective and experience, what do you wish you uh, knew going into grad school that you know now, or if you could go back and talk to young Susanna Harris, what would you tell her? Um, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's tricky because I think back to who I was at the start of grad school and I'm like, well, what would I even have listened to? Um, but yeah, <laughs> who I would listen it, to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't know that I would listen to anybody. I think that's changed a bit, but actually in the vein of that, I think one of the things that I have learned in grad school, oftentimes the hard way is this concept of not to take criticism from anyone you wouldn't take advice from. Uh, and, and that for me is because, you know, I don't think any of us have the same path and we've, we come from different places. We're going different places. My interest in being in grad school was very different than some of my lab mates. Uh, even this idea of like what a successful graduate student is. I've since graduated, gone on to a job in marketing that I really like, get to do this kind of speaking effort, I'm really engaged and I really love it. Uh, in some people's eyes, that would not be a successful graduate student. And I think for far too long, I listened to people telling me I was doing the wrong thing, that I was interested in the wrong topics, that my free time was spent incorrectly, even that my work time was spent incorrectly. And rather than listening to that for so long, to try to find people that I looked up to and could say, wow, I really like how this person conducts themselves in research. I want to ask them questions. I want to seek out their advice and their constructive criticism and look at other people and say, you know what, I'm, I'm happy for them, but I don't really want to emulate how they do things and just to actively not take their criticism. Thank you for that. That's, that's great. So uh, Susanna Harris, you're, you're going to be talking to us. I was going to say coming to us, but that's not exactly <laughs> the case. Uh, so together alone is, is September 15th and on September 22nd building community in academia. Thank you so much for joining us. I think we're really excited that you'll be talking to us and um, to everybody listening, please visit, Susanna's website, phdbalance.com. And if you're interested in, in meeting with me or meeting with Tracy Bauer, feel free to do so at uh, on Handshake. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.